What's up, guys? It's Taylor Timothy with the Marketing Life Podcast. And today on episode number 17, guess who we have on the show? Jace Vernon. We have Jace Vernon on the show today. I'm super excited. We've talked a lot about him on this podcast. So finally, you get to hear his words from his mouth. So let's dive in. Jace, tell me your backstory. You know, how you got into online marketing, how how you are how you've become who you are today. All right. So yeah, I got into online marketing years ago. It was back when I started the financial company after I graduated um, back in oh four, oh five, and I did I kind of built out the website for our financial company and then did all the online marketing. From there that all went down the hill and then we started a company called Ydraw years later which was video marketing and it just kind of grew from there we realized there was a lot of companies that needed a successful online marketing campaign and here we are today so we have Ydraw which does video and then we have marketing high which focuses on kind of the whole video marketing side of things that's awesome so basically you got Ydraw Marketing High, that's the company I used to work for, everyone that's listening. So if you want a job, go check out Jason's stuff. He's always looking for people, right? <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, Jace, tell the audience kind of like what have you become an expert in with online marketing? Like what is your, your go-to? Um, you know what? We really try to focus on actually leads, overall lead gen, um, and helping businesses grow. Now, we try to focus on video. Video is important. We like video, but at the end of the day, we've had clients, uh, example, urgent care centers. Um, they do best with a simple PPC campaign. I like PPC campaigns, which are just Google ads. Um, I like YouTube campaigns, but overall, I'd say our, our focus is mainly paid traffic. Um, we do do SEO, but we like to focus more on the paid traffic lead gen side. Okay. So if you had to tell someone in 60 seconds some like five tips about PPC, what do they need to know about PPC? Um, that it doesn't work for everyone. One, uh, that you can actually get a return most of the time, but you have to go very niche and you have to watch your budget. Okay, Google will spend them, and if you're looking to do this by yourself, don't get a professional because you will save yourself years and a lot of money by having somebody just do it or even hire a, um, a consultant to help you out for a couple hours. Um, but those are some quick tips. Okay, thanks for sharing those tw- quick tips about that. Guys, like Jay said, hire somebody for your PPC stuff. You will waste a lot of money. So this is one of the questions, Jace, a lot of people don't really like to talk about um, because I'm going to ask you, what's like a marketing campaign that failed you? Because we know online marketing is not perfect. So what's a campaign that actually failed? Oh, I got lots. And I actually think most... You got lots. (laughs) I got lots. So there's a lot like, um, I'd probably say 40% of campaigns fail. Like 40%, I just wrote an article about this this morning. I just got done with it that talks about the failure of campaigns. Um, and so 40% of the businesses we take on, it just, they don't succeed. I mean, Taylor, you remember More Shade. Yes, uh, sir. More Shade's probably a good example. And the reason that failed is 
we started making sales, what they do is they sell an umbrella. Um, and Taylor actually worked on this account. They sell umbrellas, but what happened was these umbrellas weren't that great. The product was a little iffy. And so as we started making sales, bad reviews started to show up. Next thing you know, they're not making any more sales. Um, so that's a simple example of one where if your product's not that great. Um, another example is we did a B2B company this year. And you know the company succeeded really well, but I just felt like the online marketing campaign wasn't that great. Um, they do their pest control software. And basically what they do is they want to run your whole pest control business. Um, good product, good product, but it's just the traction. I never felt like we got traction. We did SEO. We did the PPC. And at the end of the day, the best thing for them was actually just attending conferences. Um, they didn't need to spend a bunch of money online. And so that was kind of a online marketing. Interesting. Yeah. That's very interesting. So this particular company, they were successful just by going to conferences then? Yeah, basically that's where their success came from, just grassroots. They found a niche, and they would attend these conferences, and that got most of their customers. That's where they came. Now, we did build the online presence, so when people went to investigate them, they saw all the reviews. They had the nice website. They had the email follow-up campaigns. They had all of that. But at the end of the day, their best lead source was not from online. Um, it was elsewhere. That's very interesting. So overall, from like you're saying, forty percent of campaigns fell. What would you say? Like, what would you learn from these? Um, okay, so a simple like PPC. We'll, we'll go talk about the addiction treatment center. So addiction treatment centers they're very competitive, especially used to be on the PPC market. And what would happen is these guys would turn around and spend $100, $150 per click. Well, if they really turn, looked at their numbers, they were paying too much per click and the numbers were never backing out. But yet they were spending so much money on PPC. So spending too much money on PPC, that will crash your com campaign. Um, not having a simple, unique selling proposition where you actually tell people what it is you do and how you do it and how you solve their problem. Okay, if you if a person doesn't understand what you do in five seconds, you're going to confuse them. You're not going to have good conversions. Um, so it's kind of like overall. I think you get this, Taylor, that if you market online anymore, you need to have the system in place. You can't just do one thing. Yep, so, amen to that. No, yeah. I'm a believer you have to be doing everything. You have to have a good website. You have to do your email campaigns, PPC, Facebook, YouTube. You have to do it all. Like I look at it is it's like a stinking motor in your car. Like your car can't run on one piston. It's got to run on eight or six yep. at least. Yep, and then so. you need the you need the oil. You need all the the air filters. All that stuff goes into it. That's a good analogy. So that's definitely how I look at it. So you taught me that, Jace. Amen to nice. you. <laughs> so, Jace, tell the audience like what was your first little marketing success? So. Like that first little spark where you're like, okay, I can actually like make money by doing this stuff online. Um, so our biggest success was our, I mean, our really my own business. So when I started the Ydraw company, um, which Ydraw, we started whiteboard animation, if you've ever seen that. So there was one company in the world, they were overseas, 
and they were doing whiteboard videos and we wanted to get one and it was like a hundred grand. And we're like, no, we'll figure it out. So we created a, we figured out how to create them. And then we build a website and we build a YouTube channel and then we launched our video on YouTube. And that moment, um, we started generating leads. I mean, we got a call that day and sold. So we were profitable from day one, but it all came from an online marketing campaign. And then from there, we generated huge amounts of leads for that business, which we were on the Inc. 5000, grew that pretty quickly. So that was one of the better successes. But we've done stuff in body sculpting um, where we get them down to a cost per lead of anywhere from 3 to $4. They book those leads. One in 10, they're booking. Um, and they've done hundreds of procedures just from all online marketing. Gotcha. So why why was your first campaign that you ran? Why was it successful? Like what what made that campaign successful? Um, part of it was the right timing. Okay, and this this does this does apply to most businesses. Is it was a good timing. People were searching for the product that we had created. There really wasn't any competition out there at the time. Once we optimized and then it hit position one. We were the only ones you could call. So we had the right product at the right time, and we ha- and we were able to put it in front of customers. Okay, Because if you have a good product and you have a good service, but nobody ever sees it, you're not going to make any sales. So we were able to have the right product, the right service, and then we were able to put it in front of the right people. That's awesome. I like that. Right product, right timing, right service, in front of the right people. That's online marketing. <laughs> yeah, that's, that kind of is. It's like the target. Get, if you have a message, you have a product or service. Next, the next thing is get it in front of the right people. Yep, amen to that one. So, yeah. what was your big grand slam for success? Like your biggest numbers, your happiest numbers that you've ever produced, produced. like doing online. Um. So, so back to that wide draw business when we were cranking, I mean, we were cranking out 500 leads per week there for a couple of weeks, which that's a lot of leads. It's a lot of business. Um, and so that, that was pretty cool. And we were probably getting them under a dollar per lead. So that doesn't happen much anymore, but that was a good. Yeah. That's unheard of nowadays. Uh, <laughs> um, I know. And it's terrible, but. That's what it is. I'm trying to think of a bunch of other, bunch of other ones that we've done. Um, well, let's let's talk about this because Wijaw really is your grand slam. I mean, it hit 500 yes. ink, but like yeah, the ink 5000. Yeah, then, the ink 5000. So you had a lot of successes in there, but what were some of the failures that occurred during that process of getting there? Oh, so so one of the worst things is we got caught up in the whole negative SEO stuff. So back then, if you had, that was when Google switched their algorithm and said, okay, if you have any junk backlinks, you're, you're going down basically is what happened. So I remember I was at PubCon and I was talking to some SEO people back, I think it was in 2013. And they said, Hey, let's run a report on your website. And they ran a report. And in one day, somebody hit us with over 1500 backlinks. Um, and I was like, what, what are these? And they, and they're like, Oh no, somebody's getting you huge backlinks. Well, 
about that time, that was when Google was killing everyone. If you had a bunch of junk backlinks and our whole website basically went from position one, two, all the way it position 10. And so that, I mean, it that was total trash. So we went to position 10 and then what we had to do was turn around and start competing on the PPC, which we do really well there. But we had we dominated everything in SEO up until about 13 when we got de-indexed and then, bam, we had to jump to PPC and keep our position. Gotcha. So basically, to learn from like learning from that failure, like what did you learn from that? Um, I it, it was partial our fault, and then also Google changes the rules. Like, do not think that just because you are ranking one day, you're going to be there the next. Or do not think that Google's your friend a lot of times. Um, they make the rules. And if I would have known that, I would have had some backup sites ready to go. Okay, but I didn't. And the, the worst thing is we got caught in the game. At that time, Backlinks was the name of the game. Everyone was doing it. And then Google came out and said, no, you shouldn't be doing it. And you're penalized. Well, Kind of, you know this today, Taylor, the same thing is happening. People are out there getting backlinks for SEO, and now they call them white hat backlinks, but it's still the game of Google. And Google could change the rules, and tomorrow all these backlinks that you worked hard to get could be gone. Yep. So... Yeah, basically what I take from that lesson is, like, don't put all your eggs in one basket. You know, don't put all of your time and effort just into Facebook ads and all your time and effort just into PPC. Like you gotta be doing it all. Like I, like we talked about at the beginning, like it's a freaking motor in a car. You gotta have everything going at all times. So, and and you remember, um, well, I I always tell people to find one Avenue, but I don't know if you're running many, a lot of Facebook ads right now, but Facebook ads, man, they're a pain in the butt right now. Like everything just gets disapproved. The cost per lead has gone way up and it's like there for a few years, you could get huge amounts of leads from Facebook. Now people are struggling. Yes. No, I basically, as far as Facebook goes right now, I am, I'm doing actually straight Instagram. um, Oh, okay. And a moment I started the ads, I started converting the leads with actual sales uh, because it's an e-commerce store at four dollars, yeah, and then they went to eight, yeah, and now they're at fourteen, and it's like it's super hard to can be consistent with your with your ads. You have to stop them and restart them and stop them and restart them over and over again to maintain that low cost. So yeah, and and then with the algorithms, um, a lot of people come in and they'll spend like eight or nine dollars a day. And with Facebook and Instagram, I'm finding you need to spend – the more you spend a day, the better it's going to be. So if you can get your 50 conversions a week, well, then your cost per conversion goes down. Um, yep. But a lot of people don't do that. A lot of people just kind of dabble with it and never spend enough to really make it efficient. Yep. I totally agree to that. So, so cool. Let's dive into the speed round, Jace. So – I, there's a question on this that I have, I want to ask you that I don't have on here, but what would you tell your 20 year old self? Um, Ooh, tough one. 
uh, probably provide value. So my first four or five years of my after I graduated, I went out there. I got in the financial markets. I was all about making money, and I didn't really provide a lot of value. Now we made a lot of money, but the value wasn't there. So if I could go back and tell my twenty self, I would say, "Hey, create something that provides a ton of value, and the money will come." Um, and I would have told my twenty year old self not to sell my Apple stock. <laughs> How much did you have the Apple stock at twenty years old? Oh no, it was way low. I think I was I was under. Well, it split. That's the thing. I was at forty two dollars when I sold it. Um, and I had already doubled my money up and then, but since then it's split. I think that account, it would be easily in the five, $600,000 range. Um, if I would have just held it. Dang. Dang. Good old Jace at 20 years old. (laughs) Terrible. So tell these guys what you do for fun, Jace. Um, so I play, I'm, I'm big into basketball right now. Um, I like sports. So I right now, I think you've always been into basketball. I know, but, but it's bad. Like I used to like golf. Um, I used to play softball, but basketball right now is my thing. So I go around and play in fantasy camps. Um, I'll go to Kentucky, um, Kansas, Dwayne Wade's. Um, he doesn't do it anymore, but Shaquille O'Neal, Kevin Durant. And I play in these old guys' camps, but that's what I do. Cool. Plays ball. Um, updates in the online marketing industry. Um, so I'll, I'll give you a crowd a tip real quick. So okay, if you're running a PPC campaign, there is something in there under your display campaign. So if you're running a remarketing campaign, under the display campaign, you need to click on it, go to settings, and in your settings, you are going to find under audiences an edit button that says conservative targeting. Okay, what that allows Google to do is if you're doing a remarketing campaign, they are opening up their own audience and going out and getting people that they think are similar. Okay, you don't want to do that if you're running an actual remarketing campaign. So you need to go into that setting and you will only find it in the ad group. It's not under the campaign. Go in the ad group and then you need to click on no targeting that way, Google only targets your remarketing campaign, and it saves you a lot of money. So that's something that, that a lot of people – I look at a lot of accounts, and they aren't doing that, and it'll save them money right off the bat. Awesome. I'll take that as an update since that platform changed. So Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Favorite marketing book? Marketing book. Um, that's – I've actually been a fan of podcasts lately. I've been learning a ton, um, but I'm reading Seth Godin's This Is Marketing right now, and it's actually a really good book. So it's This Is Marketing, and it's just the most recent. I mean, there's so many good marketing books. Influence is a good one, um, but that's, we'll start. We'll do This Is Marketing, Seth Godin, since it's the latest that I'm reading. <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, favorite thing about online marketing? Um, always changing and you have to keep learning. Like it is a struggle. It's not easy. So it keeps you on your toes. Favorite marketing podcast. Um, Taylor Timothy's. Yeah, that's a lie. What else? <laughs> you know what? Um, I like these two guys. It's Chris Schaefer and Jason. I don't know his last name, but 
It's called the Search Podcast, and I like them because they're authentic. They're funny, but at the end of the day, if it's P- if you're like PPC, um, it's a good podcast. So I do like that one, and then I like Bigger Pockets. So Bigger Pockets, if you're into real estate investing, I like that one too. So awesome. Favorite online marketing tool? Oh, by far, I, I Google. I mean, Google. the whole Google suite, Google Analytics, Google, Google Webmaster. I just stick with those. So awesome. What advice would you give to every marketer in the world? Um, ooh, that is a tough one. Um, What advice would I give to all marketers? So something something that's hard is you do have to realize that not everything is going to be successful. Not every product or service is going to be successful. So at times, failure is okay. So it, you do need to learn to shut things down quickly and go to the client and just say, hey, Facebook ads, they are not going to work for you, period, and be okay with that. I like that advice. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, what advice would you give, you know, like any company that's that's running advertising online, and what would it be and why? Um, mine is serve your customers and contact them. Like, do all you can for them. Once again, everything's not going to be successful, but you know this, Taylor. I was a huge advocate of talk to the customers, make the customer happy, um, be in contact. There are so many online marketing companies out there that you, they don't hear from them. Uh, case of point, yesterday I was dealing with a client and they were doing their marketing, but three months ago is when they switched. But three months ago, their PPC person, they forgot about them. Well, they were supposed to be running their campaigns and finally they reached out yesterday and said, oh, your site's been redirected. Well, that was three months ago and they didn't reach out or say anything. Um, so as an online marketing company, you have to be in contact with your customers all the time. Okay. And you need to know their product or service. So amen to that one. So anybody that's look that's listening right now, where do they find you, Jace? Where can they find Jace Vernon at? Uh, you can go to marketinghigh.com, um, or I'm on Facebook, just Google Jace Vernon, see me and I'm, I'm an open book. If you need anything, let me know. Sounds good. Thanks, Jace, for being on the podcast. You got any last questions for me? No, that's it. We're good. Okay, sounds good. Thanks, Jace. Yep, see ya. See ya. End of episode number 17. Wow, guys, there was a lot of important things in that podcast. I hope you guys found something that was valuable to you. Just a few takeaways that I'll bring up that we hit on a lot was campaigns are going to fail. So be ready to make adjustments, make changes to all of your different campaigns until you hit that gold mine. Be smart with PPC. You can waste a lot of money in your PPC campaigns. So be smart with those and don't spend too much money. Make sure you're getting an ROI on your PPC campaigns. Be smart with your SEO. Don't go buy bad backlinks. Bad backlinks can hurt your company in the long run. So don't do that. Don't put all of your eggs in one basket. Now, what do I mean by that? Don't spend all of your money on SEO. Don't spend all of your money on PPC. Spread your spend out. Do some Facebook ads, YouTube ads, some pay-per-click ads, 
put some money into SEO, hit all the channels that you can. It's just going to help your business in the long run. Last but not least, just a reminder again, my online course is coming out here soon. I'm super pumped and excited. It's going to teach you guys everything from start to finish about online marketing. So be looking out for that. And don't forget to DM me about any questions about the podcast, anything like that. And peace.